Welcome to the Elevate Your Event podcast, where we talk about how to plan and execute an unforgettable event that will dazzle your guests and generate more income for your organization. From fundraising and securing trendy auction items to event production and logistics, get the best tips and advice from seasoned fundraising and event professionals who have been in your shoes. Welcome back to the Elevate Your Event podcast, where we talk about different ways that you can improve the fundraising event that you're running. And we've got some special guests today. We've got Diana Duplanchet. Hey. Did I say that right? Du you Planchet. did. Duplanchet. Yes, Duplanchet. I know. Got a That's little so L fancy. in there. Yeah. <laughs> Diana is on our sales team at Hambid. And then we've got um, Kristen Wheeler, our marketing guru, mm. who yeah. also has been involved in a ton of fundraising events, so we're happy for her to share her wisdom today as well. And what are we talking about today? Oh, this is a good one, y'all. Event themes. Event themes. Event themes. We have, you know what we have? We have ideas for y'all to steal. All our listeners out there, that's why you come to listen, is, is to steal ideas from us. And we would love for you to give us your thoughts on what you think a good event theme is too. Um, but Kristen, how should we start this this discussion? What is the framework under which we should operate today? Well, I definitely think let's talk about types of events and do all events need a theme? So we'll, let's let's get into like what are the different types of events? That's, that a, that's a good point because mm-hmm. maybe you're not thinking it's a theme or maybe it just has like an inherent theme like it's a formal or casual or whatever. But but um, before we get into all the amazing things Diana has on her list, if you're not watching this on YouTube or other video, like we've got some type A personalities around the table here, and she has got her very organized list of things she wants to share. And I do love your comment that you you that they might be stealing this information, even though it is free. free. Yes, okay. totally free. All right, sorry. I <laughs> don't mean to suggest on that YouTube you're a criminal. And, and right. and everywhere you get your so. podcast, it's free. It's free. <laughs> Thank you, Kristen. <laughs> All right. So when we talk about what you were mentioning types of events, so let's that we're we're talking about the the classic category, the gala, the walk run, the golf tournament. What else have we seen? We've seen a lot of different things. Okay, right. So those would be probably our top three. The the gala style, the walk run, and the golf. But in recent years, we are seeing an emergence, a major emergence of concerts. Uh, we are seeing fashion shows. We are seeing bowling events. I know. I went and bowled with the Nuggets. Did you? I did. It was what actually was kind like? of a cool fundraiser. So what they did is they put a player on every team. So your foursome, right? Yes. Or whatever you want to call it. It's not a golf foursome, but your <laughs> what do you call that in bowling? Your, your team. bowling team? Your like league. Team? Your There's, league. Your, no, <laughs> league is like a group of teams. Oh, so right, maybe right. it's just a team? It's just I don't a team. Know. And every, every, so we had three, and then the nugget is the fourth one. Mm. Um, and I probably, depending on how much you donate, is depending on which nugget you get. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I had to look my nugget up. That just tells you I wasn't at the top of the list. <laughs> So if you just bought a ticket, then maybe you get like like the water boy. He was super super nice guy, but no, I did not bowl with Allen Iverson or you know Jeff Carmelo Anthony I'm or any of those. Guys. Wondering why I hadn't heard about this story until now. So this is all coming together for me. But I am a generous person. 
So anyway, but that was a cool event. I actually had not seen that theme before, and that mm-hmm. one worked. And then the funny thing you mentioned is concerts, and I should have said that because I just ran a fundraiser <laughs> yeah. that was a concert. What the heck? <laughs> so. <laughs> well, I think that's interesting yeah. with concerts because when I think of a fundraising concert, I think of like a big benefit concert that you see on TV with with famous bands. And you had a, you had a fairly famous band we at did. your at your event, but let's say I want to run a concert but I don't know the A-list bands or I can't afford the A-list bands. How would you put on a concert as a fundraiser? It's tough. Hmm. Cuz you've got to say, okay, so first of all, if you're going to pick some sort of band you're likely going to pick music that you like. Just make sure that it's music that everybody else wants to hear. And that was an interesting conversation for us. I'm a big country music fan. And so we were saying, okay, well, who do you want? Do you want up-and-coming country? Do you want classic 90s country? Do you want something in the middle, 2000s country? And they're like, okay, well, who, who's coming to our event like in terms of age range and what kind of music are they going to appreciate? And I think you got to factor that in a little bit when you're doing a fundraiser, because if I'm bringing in a 21 year old up and country, you know, up and coming country act, I don't think, you know, the folks that are coming to our event typically who are in their fifties and sixties who are ready to write checks, they'll probably write the check anyway, but I don't think they're going to be like really excited about that. But we brought back the front men of country and, you know, those were the lead singers of Restless Heart, Lone Star, and Little Texas from the 90s. Hmm. And so that was definitely, you know, kind of more in tune. They, they can remember the hits and they kind of jived with that. So it is tough because there's a lot of different, you know, bands that you may like. And if you're like a grunge rocker or you like some other type of music that isn't widely liked, it's going to be hard to do that concert unless you feel like, yes, I can fill the room with people that are going to enjoy this music and also donate at the same time. Right. A key. The key is to donate. And and maybe maybe it's not a straight donation. Maybe you'll try to make all your money on ticket sales. It's possible. That's an so. expensive ticket. It could be. I mean, there's kind of that was the other thing we had to figure out mm-hmm. was um, what is do I want a cost? lot of people at a lower price uh. or do I want a few people at a higher price? And we went the fewer people at a higher price route. We felt like we wanted to make it more intimate. We thought it would be more fun. If I have somebody spending $5,000 on a table, which we did, I want to make sure that they have a great experience. I don't want 2,000 people standing in front of them at their private table mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, um, And we've had some clients that do concerts, and they do really high-end concerts, and they bring in national acts, A-list acts, but there's only 500 people in the room. Mm-hmm. And they're raising millions of dollars. That tells you what these 500 people are spending. So mm-hmm. there, that is the other approach. But I've been to benefit concerts where there's 2,000 people out there in the venue. Mm-hmm. And they're paying 50 bucks for their ticket or 100 bucks for their ticket. So yep. it's quite different. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, concerts are fun. Um, they are out mostly outdoors. So keep that in mind if you're doing that. Yes. Weather. Weather. Yeah. So fun that you can't control at all. No. Zero. <laughs> Since it's snowing again. Oh, now the sun is out. This is what it's like living in Denver. It just was, it was snowing. snowing when we started, and now it's sunny. Now the sun is out. Love it. Wait five minutes. That's right. 
Um, and so the last one that I have on my list here, my type A list, <laughs> which I'm not afraid to admit, is the taste of. So that's we are seeing a lot of organizations um, gather the local chefs who are willing to participate in that fundraising arm. And the, I'm seeing a lot of interpretations of this. Sometimes the chefs will go and have their own peer-to-peer page first, and then it'll be a competition. Who can generate the most money for the organization beforehand? And then at the event, they have their own kind of tasting booth, if you will, where the the donor can come along and taste the item. They, they can donate to the chef to then increase their the value of their peer-to-peer kind of uh, idea or you know value that they're bringing and then they just get to eat all night eat and drink at these different stations so those are some of our ideas on what types of events there are and some of those are kind of unique right i mean taste of the fashion shows the bowling um it's not to say that you need to stop doing your golf tournament or your gala to go do one of those it's just other things that you can consider doing Yeah, put those in your back pocket, but also know that we don't necessarily, I don't know that we would recommend that you have a theme for a bowling event. That's enough of, that's enough. People are bowling. You don't need to make it a luau bowling, you know. I want to, You want to have a luau bowling tournament? I think you got to do the 70s disco bowling event, honestly. Okay, well that could be fun, (laughs) but a good example example of Diana's point is when I worked for a national organization, we had these events that they don't do anymore, but... They were they were lockup events. Have you ever heard of the lockups? No. No, that sounds fun. So or, or not fun depending on where you're locked up. <laughs> we would get these. We would get this list of business owners or leaders in the community, and we would call them and say, "You've been nominated to go to jail for this oh, cause, yes, I have heard of and this. you have to raise money as your bail." Oh, that's and cool. so so they would come to the event, and it was usually during the day over lunch. We would we would actually pick them up in the paddy wagon. We would have drivers come and pick them up and take them in handcuffs. I'm like using air quotes all throughout this. <laughs> There's a reason so why effective. they don't do this anymore. Right, right. In handcuffs to jail, which was usually like a local restaurant or hotel, and they would have to stay for as long as it took or up to an hour for their lunch break, <laughs> to raise the bail money to get out of jail. And so so that was like theme enough, but we started to try to get really creative. And by the time a few years rolled by, we were like setting sail under the sea <laughs> to go to jail to bail yourself out. Like that's a really good example of wow. you don't need like – your shtick or like your gimmick or your the goal of your event might be theme enough. You probably don't need to theme a concert other than like if it's a country concert, you wear cowboy boots and, and jeans. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah the genre will do it, right? I think mm-hmm. to your point. Mm-hmm. It does bring up another one that we have a client that does. And this is interesting. It's more on the professional networking side. But it this whole locking up thing kind of rang a bell to me. And it was – This idea that you have these particular business leaders and you're raising money for a nonprofit, but you're basically selling their time. So you have all these companies that show up and they're like, and they're IT companies, this is all tech guys. And it's like, I really want to spend an hour with him. Mm -hmm. And so what, what they do is they offer up some sort of offer. You can go skiing with me for the day or you can play around a golf with me 
or whatever, right? Whatever that, per- you know, you can go fishing with me or whatever. So then you have all these sales guys bidding on, I want to play golf with this guy. I mean, he's the CTO of whatever. I'm not going to get another opportunity, mm-hmm. right? So, mm-hmm. and, and so the reason I bring it up is it, it could be either a type of event mm-hmm. or it could be a theme. Mm-hmm. Because um, I did run a golf tournament along with some family members in D.C. for a long time, and we raised hundreds of thousands, and there was an element of that in there. Yeah. You know? Okay. And there was an element where you had lobbyists who were able to say, I definitely need to spend one-on-one time with that person. Mm-hmm. We'd be like, okay, well, you can you can buy a foursome for ten grand, and we'll put a chief of staff of this mm-hmm. congressman in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Anyway. Yeah, I love the, those ideas. Yeah. It's just a new, fresh take on how to even have an auction item. I mean, heck, that's just a really clever Could auction an, item. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. But it was the, the, the theme around it is really like the all of the auction items in, in one of these events is kind of centered around that, which is yeah. kind of cool. So, yeah. Anyway. Very. Okay. So while we don't recommend the um, Under the Sea Golf Tournament... <laughs> You don't need a don't need a luau themed golf tournament. You really don't. Would it be fun? Sure, but is is it necessary? That's really what you want. Does it ask. add value to your event? Right, Probably and you do not. need to be a little. If you get it too gimmicky, it gets tough. It and and does. we we there was a a baseball player in Denver that used to do a big golf tournament, and we were supporting it. And there was too many baseball things going on. Oh, right. And it just slowed the whole thing down. It's like, you're going to have to throw this golf ball up in the air, and you're going to have to swing a bat and hit oh, it down the fairway, boy, oh, boy. and that's going to be your drive kind of stuff. Okay. So anyway, it got a little long. So. <laughs> um, okay. So, but where do we see themes? We see them at our galas. and Mostly, so yeah. Yeah. So, so we wanted to give you some ideas of themes that we've seen in the past we're not I don't know that we're going to comment on whether or not the what our favorites were I think we're going to leave that to the audience you know think about what's going to work with your demographic so I'm I'm going to run through my list and I want y'all to just like give me your thoughts on these one that I would say we're seeing I mean, even when I talk to prospective clients who are um planning their event is I'm seeing a huge shift toward a casual event Mm -hmm. and so some some titles around that might this is all the same event by the way denim and diamonds stilettos and steins and boots and bling okay so all of that is pretty much the same (laughs) way of saying let them wear jeans to your event Exactly right, Jeff. We live in Denver. Right. It's and we're jeans at church here. Oh my gosh, it's like my husband's favorite. We moved from DC where everybody dressed up all the time and I loved it. And then guy came came to Denver and he's like, "Can I wear jeans?" And yeah. I'm like, "Yes, you can." So, but but to the point of you might even say, "Call this date night attire." Call and I've even heard it called. If you live in a preppy area, and look, I'm not judging preppy. I love preppy. So if you want to call it something else, I've heard it called snappy casual. So, what do you think of that? Christy? Yeah, I was just thinking that's so good because so many people will see business casual or black tie optional, and especially for the women, it's or the like. Women. What does that mean for me? I've got to go shopping. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't pull so something from night, my wardrobe. I have a date night couple of outfits. Yeah. I like I like that wording for dress. I do yeah. too. And mm-hmm. and you think about like trends now, especially if you're going to do your event on a Friday night and yes. you're going to do a formal, you're asking people to come home from work, 
make sure the kids are fed, get the babysitter in place, put on a suit, and go back downtown or wherever else. It's tough, mm-hmm. right? So if you can take an element out of that, it can help. Yes. I think for sure. Yes. Okay. So we see we're seeing a trend towards casual, but that's also taken through to how people are sitting down at those events. Yep. They're they're not sitting down. They're standing up. And I remember, oh y'all, I'm really going to take y'all back here to to my dating years. I was planning a party with a friend of mine who happened to be married and I wasn't married yet. And she was like, "Well, where are everybody going to sit?" And I said, single people don't sit like it, it's we just uh, we don't sit down what do you mean we're gonna we're not gonna sit it down but but that's like the point is that people want to mingle they want to they don't want to come to your event and sit at a table maybe if they're eating sure for 10 minutes they're gonna sit down with their plate of food and their drink and all that but but what if they want to walk around with their appetizer plate and they can have their drink in another hand and they have their phone in their handbag or their back pocket it's it's that is what people want they want stations they don't want a to sit down it's just kind of lends toward more social leave this leave the plated dinner for your wedding (laughs) right let the fundraiser happen a little bit differently i agree with you i just think that it's it kind of rolls into that casualness Mm -hmm. that we've been talking about so it's hard to say we're not going to talk about food because all of your event when you talk about your event being more casual people are rolling in in boots and jeans they're not ready wanting to put a cloth napkin on their lap and sit there and, and you know have use their five course knife. meal mm-hmm. they'll use a fork and knife i always prefer my guests use a fork and knife. <laughs> well <laughs> if you have a wing oh yeah <laughs> i get what you're saying yes you can have the past finger food stuff yeah. but anyway what what i was saying was it's just it kind of lends itself to that and so for our event for years and years and years and we you haven't gotten it to it on your list yet but no. we we did a kentucky derby event mm-hmm. and then we changed it to this concert and that wasn't the only change we made. We also, we went to food trucks. Food so trucks. We did. And you're like, <laughs> you know, it wasn't that bad. Uh-huh. Actually, it actually was really good. But, and it wasn't even just a price thing. It just kind of fit, I think, better with, you know, kind of the vibe of, a, of an outdoor concert. So anyway, I know you're going to come to some of the other ones. but yes. That could be I, another type of event is a food, a truck, food truck rally, a food truck frenzy, and have a local band playing mm-hmm. and gather food trucks together i mean that's one of my favorite kind of events yeah. is you just go around and taste different food from yep. food trucks and the I'd taste of it. it's like a taste of yeah yeah kind of yeah i like it i food trucks are awesome yeah it gives you so much better variety sometimes than what you get but anyway okay. keep going i'm okay. sorry oh yeah. no this is this is exactly why we're talking about this yeah. so we've seen everything from like alice in wonderland kind of through the looking glass you can imagine the production right with that and the colors yeah and the you know how do you want to do a step and repeat do you want to have you know what is your do you want to let people take a little tchotchke on the way out the door Uh, you know what what is it is there some sort of theme with through the looking glass that you can tie in to the actual organization itself so um so that would be one of them another one is the yellow brick road i mean another i love a a good wizard of oz (laughs) Take. <laughs> Who is going to be Glenda? That's what I want to know. Me, always. I will arrive in a bubble anywhere I go. 
Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean is another one we've seen. Yep. A big one that we see a lot of is Roaring Twenties, the Great yes. Gatsby. I mean, who doesn't want? I mean, talk about. Please your, have a swing band yes. or a big big brass band at your event if you're going to do that by the way yes you must and you have to have specialty cocktails i mean it's all about the prohibition era can you make it a speakeasy we had an event (laughs) we did one we did one for downtown and it was really cool and you walked into the event and it was this giant wall Mm -hmm. okay it's the best you can do okay it's not like the cool speakeasies at the cosmo in vegas but it was it was neat and it looked like it was like just a fake storefront Ooh. and you came in to check in and then there was like this little passage you had to go through to get into the real event and they did a really nice job with it i was that's that was, very was fun i'm just picturing people in their cars right now googling speakeasy at the cosmo in vegas <laughs> there are three there are three and it I don't want to spoil it for you, but there are three you need to go find at the Cosmo in Vegas, and they are the coolest places and way cheaper than gambling for sure. And here first. I can tell you that he speaks from experience. Yes. yes. <laughs> Recent experience. Yes. Okay. There's other... also a secret pizza restaurant in there, but it's not really a speakeasy. Oh, secret pizza? It is called Secret Pizza. <laughs> okay. This is new to me. Yeah. Okay. Um, another one, we see a lot of Phantom of the Opera. So everything is very elegant. It's black. It's silver. It's gold. It's, you know, you really can carry that through. And if you want people to wear masks, I mean, you can supply them with a black mask or a white half mask i mean yep those aren't going to be too expensive either so that's something else to consider another one we see which i i would love to have just been a fly on the wall to look at this one under the big top okay so Kristen, what do you imagine is happening at the under the big top under event? the big top i picture red and white stripes mm-hmm. and tassels and Maybe you bring an elephant to that. I mean, what are you saying? I've been to something similar to this. Uh, There were lots of people on stilts. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've seen that. That's right. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, and like headdresses and no clowns. Okay. This one was. Keep that one down. (laughs) This one, the the one that I'm thinking of is the one we went to in Montreal with one of our clients. And it it was impressive. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know I, you like, went to Montreal. We did. Cool. I've been to Montreal for some hand-bid events. It's awesome. Um, this is like Cirque du Soleil type of, mm-hmm. type of thing. They had people that, like acrobats in rings mm-hmm. and acrobats, and you know, I, I don't know what it's called, so I'm going to really offend people by this. But like, you know, they like they like uh, twirl yes. inside yes. of the cloth. They have and the, what, are the, what are they called? Where they have the dra- it's like draping. The yes. But they have the drapes hanging from this. I was just in an event last month where they had the. The curtains hanging from the ceiling, and the the girls would climb it, and they did all these things, and Twistle then they with their leg, felt, they, and, looked, they yeah. make it look like they're gonna fall, and then they let themselves go. And okay, yeah. so now that we've really depressed everybody on this call, thinking there's no way I can afford Cirque du Soleil at my event, you don't then have you totally to do can. something that right. sophisticated. Right. You I'm don't. Just, yes. Yeah, we're we're off on a tangent. Now. Aspirational. Right. That's it. Exactly. Okay, I would say what I'm seeing a lot of lately, and this is because the lovely 40-year-olds are now planning all the events, is totally 80s. Talk about cheap. I mean, fluorescent, you know, bracelets. And, yeah, super funky glasses that come out like this. And And the leg warmers. Don't forget the leg warmers. Easy, easy. And you can always find an 80s band. Yep. And, and. It needs you need the neon. So if you're going to put a yeah. you need a black light at your 80s. Oh event. yeah, good call. That's cheap. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and you don't even have to have an 80s band. You can do 80s music. So 
So you want to know one that's related to that that we did years ago for a local client. They did high school prom. Oh, God, that's awesome. It I love that. really Hilarious. Cute. So, so awesome. Of course, you get some of the Dumb and Dumber guys were there, right. and they're like fluffy blue and orange tuxedos. Uh-huh. But it was just funny. I mean, these women showed up in these 80s prom dresses. That's amazing. To a more sophisticated version of all of that, Jeff, is that we currently have a client right now. Who is doing a Bridgerton event? Ooh. Oh, did you hear that gasp? Spicy, right? <laughs> Very spicy, readers. <laughs> um, so, dear reader, so you know, I I don't know how that's going to get executed, but I can tell you that it is perfectly beautiful from an invitation mm-hmm. standpoint. Mm-hmm. I think that you could supply things to the guests, or you could have some requirements. I mean, are the ladies going to wear hoop skirts, and are the gentlemen going to wear? tuxedos with tails I don't know I mean could it be just a wig and a hat you know I don't know but I think it's fun because it is a very popular television show right now (laughs) Mardi Gras that is something that we see a lot a lot of yes I mean it never gets old it really doesn't I mean it's a big party it's a party you just say Mardi Gras so then let's stretch it a little bit here so are there ideas from all the Mardi Gras events we've seen that Mm -hmm. we can give people who have done Mardi Gras events maybe to freshen it up a little bit Well, the biggest idea I've ever seen comes from a client who had a lady show up and she, this lady somehow had on a dress made, it was kind of like a hoop skirt, but it didn't have, she was fully clothed, but it was a hoop skirt and it had shots inside the hoop skirt and you had, you could buy a shot from the lady and they ran it through our system so it was a money maker it was a considered a for sale item but that is just kind of one out of the box idea something that's you know drink related yeah um and so there's always going to be king cake there's always going to be some kind of new orleans jazz band um there's always going to be beads but what else? Turn is- your king cake into a raffle, please. <laughs> okay. Although we hate that word, and it's not anything you should do online until a future podcast when we tell you how. <laughs> it's coming. Prize but drawing. Game of chance. That's right. <laughs> Prize drawing. Don't have to pay for the piece of cake, but you have a suggested donation of 50 bucks a slice, and then whoever Gets finds the baby... The baby <laughs> It's baby Jesus, little baby Jesus. Okay. <laughs> That's you right. You find the little baby Jesus, you get some sort of prize. Hmm. I love this. Yeah. This is really very fun. Yeah. That kind of stuff we've heard of. And, you know, maybe change up your menu a little bit. Yeah. Put some other types of stuff in there. That um, could also be a taste of. Mm-hmm. It really could. And that would be a good one. No, I mean, come on. Cajun food is just awesome. <sighs> Honey. So. Yes. So speaking of really good food that you can have at your event is always around a Kentucky Derby event. So yes. you have run I've a heard derby of one event, of those. Right. <laughs> How many years now? <laughs> I We ran our event as a derby event for 14 or 15 years. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And so what were some of the, the food items that you would always have? Well, I mean, we wanted to go. It depended on, you know, I don't know. We, we, we evolved. But like in the very beginning, we, we tried all the derby stuff. Like, oh, we're going to have derby. So obviously for the drink, you do a mint julep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so we'll talk about the mint julep in a second because that one requires a little bit of, of discussion. Okay? Because it's it's <laughs> the way a mint julep's made is not what most bartenders like to make. So we'll have to, I'll explain why in a second. But anyway, on the food side, we did, we did all the kind of bourbon balls and all that kind of stuff. And really what we came down to is we're going to get food that's got that, you know, kind of 
southern kind of casual style to it, but it's more food that our guests are going to want to eat. So, I mean, probably one of the most popular things we ever served for an appetizer was fried green beans. People loved them. But, you know, we had fried chicken. You know, we would do – we moved to stations pretty quickly. We did – you know, we never did a plated – thing because derby like everybody's kind of running around at our event and it was a family event so we had mm-hmm. kids that came yeah. because it was in the afternoon um the derby is tough because it is at a certain time mm-hmm. and so you don't really have a lot of leeway around that in denver these horses race real close to five o'clock p.m and so once it's over you can do other things but you really need people there in advance betting on your horse race and doing stuff prior to five. So you really have to start it around three. Hmm. So most people don't want to get a babysitter at three o'clock. So we had them bring their kids. Mm-hmm. And so we had bouncy houses. And so everybody's running around. So um, the buffet thing, I just it just created so many long lines and we hated it that we got rid of that. We went to stations and it was awesome. And so every year we would kind of go through and kind of decide this is what the menu is going to be. Um, but anything that was kind of finger foodish, mm-hmm. you know, to a certain degree, mac and cheese bar was always really popular. Oh, fun. You know, that kind yeah, of stuff. And the kids like that stuff too. Yeah, for sure. So, um, but we did betting. Mm-hmm. Um, in Colorado, betting is illegal. So the way we did betting was everything at our event was had fake dollars. Mm-hmm. So when you came in the door, your dollars could be converted into, you know, fake money at the event, kind of like a casino night would be, which we never talked about. But Oh, how did I miss that? Yeah, I go put Y'all, that I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. I'm really failing here. We'll talk here. about that later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, we love a casino night. <laughs> okay. Yes. But a casino night, like... You know, in most states, you can't legally gamble. So what you end up doing is you have to have a currency that's worthless when they walk out of the out of the room. So we did that. Um, so the betting was fun. We had betting software. We wrote ourselves, and it would calculate out kind of what the odds were at the event. And people loved it, right? They'd come in the door. They'd buy some packages that included some prize drawing tickets as well as some mm-hmm. fake money. And then they would go place their bets, and we had a betting window at the horse race and, and that kind of stuff. And then we would watch the race for – you know, that classic two minutes, the best two minutes in sports, <laughs> derby. And then um, and we'd pay people out. And then that money could be used to offset whatever you spend in our auction. Mm-hmm. And so that worked out well. And then if you wanted, want to know why there's a discount field or a credit field in hand, well, that's why. <laughs> it's been there since the beginning. Nice. So you can apply your you know, fake dollars against your bill. I liked it. I mean, it was, I think it was time for us to make a change. And we, the main reason why we made a change is we lost our date with our venue because they double booked us. But you had a hat contest, did you not? We had a hat contest and we had a seersucker suit contest. Ooh, Ooh. I, I was unaware. We did. I love this. The funny thing about Denver is getting people to wear seersucker suits in Denver is actually really difficult yeah okay? not gonna happen so um the seersucker suit thing kind of went by the wayside mm. um but if you won the seersucker suit contest normally we would have like diageo donate a really nice bottle of scotch or we would get a cigar company to donate some cigars and that was kind of a fun prize but you know we only have three guys up there out of several hundred right. like doing this it did. the hat contest though we'd have dozens yeah. of women up there yeah so you have to do come up with a, a good way of figuring out how to um, how to pick a winner. We actually turned it into basically a little mini fundraiser. Hmm. So we would um, when you came in the door, if you were entering the hat contest, we would snap your photo. 
Um, and then we would basically on the fly create an item. Wow. That was a for sale item for whatever you wanted to raise, five bucks, dollar, whatever. I think we set them at a dollar, and that would be your vote. And so you could vote by spending money. And so if I wanted to vote for Diana, and I'd kind of flip through. We had women, we had girls, mm -hmm. so they were separate. So, um, so the women could go through, and they, you know, I pick you. I'd say I'm going to do donate seven dollars towards Diana, and so that's how we figured out who won. Mm -hmm. So cool. we've had voting in our software in that fashion for a while. Mm -hmm. And so that worked out. I always had a silent auction. We had a live auction. We had a drawing. Um, lots of different ways mm -hmm. to make money. We raked the the horse race. So we took a little bit off the top of what people were betting. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Okay. So before we forget, what is the story about the mint julep that you want to share? Oh, the mint julep. Okay. So mint juleps are – so if you think about how most drinks are made, it's usually a shot of this or a shot of that. Mint juleps, it's it's two ounces of bourbon, or in some cases, depending how you're making it, two shots. And most bartenders, especially at some of these public places, will not do a two-shot drink. Hmm. And so what was happening, you, you have to kind of work it out with them. So one year, our well-intentioned caterer decided, well, I'm just going to pre-mix everything. And then the bartenders can't complain about it because mm -hmm. the venue provided the bartenders. So they pre-mixed the simple syrup that goes into a mint julep and the alcohol. And if you know anything about chemistry, alcohol has less density than sugar water. And so all the, it just separated. Oh, and so no. what was happening was um, <laughs> the first 50 or 100 drinks they made were super sweet because there was no bourbon in it. And then the last 100 drinks they made were pretty much just shots of bourbon. Nice. <laughs> so. Don't do that. Yeah, okay. don't do or that. You've or you've seen those do, things that just constantly. I'll be there yeah. right away. <laughs> just constantly mixing. You know, they get the thing sure. that constantly mixes shake, it. Shake, shake. Anyway, right. um, but we had plenty of fights with bartenders over it, and so it became a little bit tougher. Mm -hmm. You know, with the mint julep, and mm -hmm. there's really no way around it. You cannot make a mint julep that's a shot of bourbon and simple syrup. It just, it's just too weak. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, so that was our think fun about challenge. that in advance. That's right. <laughs> Two shots. Okay. I love all that. That's great advice. Okay. So one idea that we were talking about earlier is something that we're seeing too. Something along the idea of imagine this, a flip-flop gala. Yeah. We do one every year. I love it. Tell us about it. What is a flip-flop gala? Well, so you get to wear flip-flops. <laughs> <laughs> men okay. and women. So uh, your your go to the men should get pedicures too sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I'm that's my first thought <laughs> is that like I do not want to see some of these feet. Yeah, male let's or female. But let's just say there's it. some added so, maintenance. Hey, we, we had date night, and my wife and I went and got pedicures. Okay, so are you wearing nice? Like, are you wearing a suit, and your wife is wearing a nice gown, and also flip flops? Some people were like that. Okay, um, I did not wear a suit. Um, but I wore, like, dress pants, dress shirt, flip-flops. Okay. Okay. Now, a couple guys showed up in shorts. Okay. Because this is Denver, and, you know, it's up to you. Flip-flop gala to me didn't mean beach gala. It meant <laughs> flip-flop gala. <laughs> but the whole point there is, hey, we this is a – it's a fundraiser. It's at a nice hotel. We want it to be classy to a certain level, but we don't want you to feel like you got to bring, you know, show up at a tux. Yes. So when they put the word flip flop in there, 
I think their intention is we want to we want to remind people you don't really have to super dress up for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm I'm hearing actually as you're saying that I'm thinking about some clients I've talked with who use the word ungala. Like that is a phraseology yes. that I'm hearing now, an ungala, because they want you to feel relaxed. Yet another kind of another bullet point under that would be a black ties and tennies. So especially if you are a an organization who's raising money for sports, sometimes that's something that and there's all kinds of sports, but right. So you yep. can really drive through that. Bring your athletic shoes, but dress up. And dance your, the night away, but in some comfortable shoes. <laughs> so, yeah. so that's another one. Yeah. No, and look, I would think most women would appreciate that. Oh my looking gosh. at what, honey, I'm here some for some of it. you ladies wear. <laughs> I, <laughs> some blinged out Converse. God bless you for trying to dance in those shoes. I no tell you what. Kidding. So. No kidding. Okay, so now, really quickly, we see a lot of casino night. Yeah. I think it's important to mention because it is there's there's a lot happening at casino night. Yeah. I mean, you've got to go hire the group that brings in the tables. They have to have they have to have each table has to have a man or a woman yep. executing the game. We added that to our derby once. You did. Yeah. How did that go? I'm not hearing good My things. My <laughs> guests loved it. Oh, did I mean, they? they they really did. It was just another thing for them to do, but yeah. I mean at some point like you might as well just bring in the elephant and the, yeah. you know, I mean, it becomes a circus if you have too many things going on. So we <laughs> right. got rid of it. Yeah. yeah. So if it's just a casino night, we have a, a couple sports clients who do a casino night and yeah. it's it's wildly popular um, because, you know, maybe if you've got some sort of celebrity that can go and you sling up next to Alex, Alex Ovechkin, then, you know, to play a round of cards, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And so... You know, then there's prizes that you can ch- exchange your fake money for. But we see, we do see a lot of that. And we also see it paired with mobile bidding a lot because nobody wants to leave their casino table to go write their name down on a paper bid sheet. So it yes. is something that goes really well with mobile bidding if, if that's the direction you're going. Okay. So the last two things I want to mention, y'all, are pretty specific. Um, the first one is a whiteout. So a whiteout can be, it, this can also be a very elegant event, as you might imagine. But you do have to, you know, you might have to have the right venue for it. It might have to be the right time of year. Um, I don't really imagine a whiteout taking place in the fall, right? I do see something in the winter or yeah. in the hot, hot summer, mm-hmm. right? We did. You and I did one down in Orlando. Mm-hmm. It was a theme one night. Yeah. yeah. And that was in January. It was. And everybody. It was beautiful. Yeah. Everybody was dressed head to toe in white. And it so it was just everything With was. White curtains everywhere. Everywhere. And the white bar. <laughs> right. Everything was white. Yeah. It was pretty slick. It was cool. cool. It yeah. was really beautiful. So then imagine, you know, your your invitations can, well, your, your sight, no matter what, the 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 technology can the the right technology you can use a theme to carry through your event landing page and so you're you're mentally preparing your guests mm-hmm. for what they're going to see when they show up at your event from your event landing page so it's like just giving them a little just a little sip of of the big cocktail that's coming later right when they see your event landing page and everything is gorgeous and white or everything is Bridgerton. The last one is 
and I don't know, y'all, this could be really specific, but it's something that I thought sounded really fun, and it's shrimp boots and bow ties. And yes, do you have to be in Louisiana to pull off some of this? Because not everybody has shrimp boots. You need to make sure you serve shrimp and grits, please. Yes, that is, that is a must, for sure. But you could be in New England, and you could have a lobster kind of event and bow ties, or you could really play on that kind of attire that kind of casualness that could also be paired with a nice suit or you know and the ladies wear bow ties in their hair bow ties could be on the backs of your chairs they could be you know in all kinds of places so so we do I think people get excited about that they there's something that is invigorating about thinking about going to this special place like that um, a special event especially if it's raising money for something that you love that's cool that's a cool theme what was your favorite Jeff that you would say of all the things we listed well I am partial to the Kentucky Derby just because I did it for so long Mm -hmm. and before the Kentucky Derby I actually had a party that was a Kentucky Derby (laughs) so I still love the Kentucky Derby and every year that now that we don't do it I get a million Facebook posts or texts or whatever from people saying really miss your derby party What the heck? Right. Bring it back. Anything where I think you guys can like, you know, I, I've seen Super Bowl ones, anything where you can kind of rally around a fun event that people can enjoy. The thing mm-hmm. I like most about the horse race is that it's only two minutes, so you're not really obligating people to focus for too long. Mm-hmm. Um, but any of those types of things, I think, work really well. Mm-hmm. Um, one that we haven't mentioned that we just did last summer was we, there was a beach party. Cool. Um, yeah. That's a, that is a good one. Yeah. Yes. And does it have to be on the beach? Well, this one was. Oh, bring in your own sand. <laughs> but we did do a fundraiser in Denver. There, and I don't know if this venue's still around or not. There was an indoor volleyball, sand, cool. beach volleyball venue here in Colorado. And they had some outdoor ones as well, but they had indoor. And it was all sand. And so you had so to show fun. up in your flip-flops and your shorts. Yeah. And there was a little volleyball tournament that went on, but it was a fundraiser and that was fun too. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there are so many. I mean, there's just so I've, I've been to video game tournaments and oh my gosh. things that are yeah. We we got a bunch of uh, workers from this association together, and they organized a Wii tournament, like a Wii tennis oh, or Wii bowling cool. tournament back when Wii was new. And, mm-hmm. and that sounds like fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. super fun. And we had things to do for them around that. I love a good gala i love a good theme all of that mm-hmm. like the white out and the under the big top just makes me want to throw a party i think anytime you have some something that people can get excited about dressing up for or, or dressing to theme for and maybe even have like a signature cocktail for mm-hmm. is always a good time for me a white out flip-flop gala with a speakeasy <laughs> I think we just created some new event. A whiteout this casino night. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> White and black chips. We could probably go on for days and days about okay. the different kinds of themes yeah. that we love and themes that we've seen. And I think we'll definitely have to put together a blog post and put it in the show notes for oh, maybe good. different themes that we can We probably can missed use. some. Yeah. And so if you're listening to this and you have a way cooler theme than what we list, why don't you tell us about it? Yes. I love that idea. Yeah. <laughs> then Diana will show you how you can take that awesome theme you created and, and actually make a really cool mobile bidding experience out of it. And so. your awesome event landing page that's going to excite your guests yes. about coming to your event. That's right. Mm-hmm. Love it. Awesome. Well, 
thank you ladies for joining me today as we talk about event themes and event types. It was fun. It was fun. Thank you for having us. Yeah, and we will be back soon with other amazing event ideas that we can share with you guys to make your event even better. So thank you again for joining our podcast, and we'll see you next time. I'm ready for Jeff to make me a mint julep. (laughs) Sounds good. Two shots. (laughs) Two shots. (laughs) 